0: After a lifetime of researching the dynamic and enigmatic world of light entertainment, I've decided to ditch my notebook and meet the people who inspire me. What makes them the people they are? How do they feel about the show business landscape in which they find themselves? And in a world where anyone can be a star, is there still a need for performers who have universal appeal? Come with me on a journey of discovery as i get a unique insight into britain's favorite stars with a little help from my glamorous assistants yeah well i say glamorous more like hazardous
1: and of course we'll have a bit of fun along the way for over 30 years actor and entertainer brian Connolly has been making britain laugh of his mouldable face and cheeky chappy sense of humor starting out as a member of the show band tomfoolery Conley quickly found himself as a warm-up man for TV stars such as Terry Wogan and Kenny Everett, before landing his own self-titled Saturday Night Extravaganza on ITV in 1992, which gave birth to memorable character creations including Dangerous Brian and Nick Frisbee and Larry the Loafer. A string of television formats followed until a West End part came calling in 1995 as Brian paid homage to his hero Al Jolson in the highly rated musical biopic. I was interested to get his take on his varied career in entertainment and find out what it's like to be back on the road. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Brian Connolly. Hi
0: there, it's Brian Connolly with Josh, um, who is uh, talking to me completely naked, uh, which is putting me off a bit, but uh, yeah. anyway, it's all good, and um, I, I just want to say, he's a palpite.
1: <laughs> Got that one in there nice and early. Cool. Right, so, like so many of our best love comedians and entertainers, yes. you began your career as a TV warm-up man, mm-hmm. working with icons such as Terry Wogan and Kenny Everett. Mm-hmm. What sort of grounding did that give you?
0: It put me in really good stead because, obviously, uh, I was in awe of being on the telly. You know, it was like, oh, my God, it was very clinical, and, uh, and I knew how important it was, and it was the old days where um, all those shows were getting, well, millions of people, you know, and uh, not like today. So, I... I just learnt off them and I I went back I'd done some telly and it wasn't successful and then I took a step back I'd done warm ups and got used to being in a studio and then after that it it just sort of took off for me so it was really important really important for me to sort of you know it very much shaped uh, the telly and made me realise how important telly was you know that if you were successful on it everything
1: else just fell into place including women (laughs) <laughs> uh, so, and then in 1992, after a string of television formats, including Brian Connolly This Way Up, mm-hmm. you skilled your own self titled Saturday Night Extravaganza. What sort of responsibility was it to head your own primetime entertainment show? Well, it was a gradual progression, which was lovely. I sort of went up in steps. And I think that's the
0: problem there. You've got a lot of people that may be on X Factor and things like that that immediately become famous. And they don't know, A, how to handle it or have the material to sort of cope with that. So I went up in steps. I was sort of ready for it when it happened. And... I appreciated how important it was, but uh, I tried not to get, let that get to me, you know. It was harder as I got uh, more and more successful and had to do more and more tele shows because of the amount of material required with that, and I had to rely on writers a lot more. And that suddenly became a lot more tougher and harder to sort of come up with strong material. At that time, you know, we're 7.30 on a Saturday night, and this was an era, and I'm not joking... That you wasn't even allowed to say bum, you you know I've said it now, Josh's show bum bum bum. I don't care now. Um, I had a joke that involved the word bum, and they went nope, can't you have to say bottom? And I kept going, what a joke, don't work with bottom. you have got to say bum, and that's how uh, tough it was, you Mm. know uh, then, you know. But you
1: know, and I understand that, but it's a little bit freer these days, you know. So, away from the comedy, uh, in 95 you were cast as your hero Al Jolson in the West End music biopic. Mm-hmm. How daunting was it to step into such iconic shoes? It,
0: it really was, and uh, I was really nervous about doing it, and, uh, and even trying to sound like him, and even to sustain it, because it was a very gravelly voice. And to try and do the whole show, and to do eight a week, two on a Wednesday, two on a Saturday, was really tough Uh, on my vocal calls but I sort of after a while like dare I say an athlete sort of got into the swing of it and got into a groove with my voice but yeah it was huge at the time and I didn't think that Um, but I read the script and yeah he's not recognized now and I think that's a shame but you know I can understand why in his era with blackface and it's very wrong now and it shouldn't you know, but he should at least be recognised because there was a lot more to his life than that. And he was done the first talking movie, had the first album, first Sunday concert. He was the first pop star. You know, I mean, he really um, was a force of nature and uh, and huge. And I always put it into sort of try and understand this that in 1917, Al Jolson had nine million dollars. You know, I mean, he could have bought England. You know, he was an extremely uh, powerful man. And it was great that we showed that and, and both sides of it and, and done it in a very serious way. But, uh, we had to because of, you know, the man black, uh, blackface and we had to show why he done that.
1: So you're acting credentials... He's
0: desperately right? trying to be quiet. He? <laughs> yeah.
1: He's sitting there going... He's got, go got his best quiet... Yeah. No, no. Oh, it's quite body, mm. though, as well. I no, no, no. Um, your acting credentials don't stop there. You've headed up two ITV comedy series, Time After Time and The Grimleys mm-hmm. How do you think that helped to extend your appeal? Well, he showed me in a different light.
0: Um, I really... You know, I like Time After Time. I think it was very much of its era. I really like the Grimleys. I felt that as it really should be, as far as I'm concerned, repeated and on uh, the internet. And lots of people say, oh, they should repeat it, because you can't really get hold of it. But the Grimleys with Amanda Holden and Noddy Holder and to play a sadistic PE teacher was great for me. I loved... You know i can understand why people always say oh i love to play an evil part you know and it gives you somewhere to go rather than being all smiley and nice and happy like i normally am but uh yeah no it was great for me and i had done three series of that and got to know amanda very well but also the legend that is not the older main obviously the singer in slade and so it was really good for me that i don't know if i answered the question but yeah
1: that sounds about right (laughs) The uh, Royal Variety also mm. gave you an opportunity to work with a few of your heroes. I'm thinking about someone in particular who we lost earlier this year. Um, what are your memories of the great Ken Dodd? Only I mean, that he was, a, you know, a generous man. He he, he understood. He really
0: uh, pushed the fact, and that's why I admire him. That you know, comedy is an art form. You know, it is something that, um, you know, if you if you're up there and making it look easy, there's a lot a lot of work gone into that and to to sort of, you know, to be funny at 7.30, I know I've got to do that, you know, and it is an extension of you, but it is an act, you are acting, you know, and uh, he very much sort of pushed the fact that it is an art form, you know, and I admire him for that and uh, for the publicity he brought to that, but also, you know, how generous he was as a person, his dressing room was always open and... And, it, you know, even right up to the end when he went, which was, you know, he was 90. I mean, it's a, you know, that's a good age. But he was still working right up until Christmas, just before he passed away. He was still out there and just going on forever. Apparently his funeral was eight hours, you know, and that was just the first half. Yeah. You know, but he... Uh, He went off, you know, and he did. He he famously would be out there for three, four hours. Now, uh, I mean, just, you know, physically, that that must have been incredible. But also, you know, what recall he must have. What a memory, you know. And, uh, yes, I mean, he'd always give me the time of day. Ah, young Brian, he'd say. (laughs) How are you? You know, and we met, and we met at Royals and uh, a couple of little charity events. But you know you didn't want to be on with... Uh, Ken, especially you know, if he was closing the first half, you thought, oh here we go, going to be <laughs> here for about four hours. But wonderful man.
1: Um, we got to talk about Strictly Come Dancing before we St- let you go. So back on Saturday night, yes, and I knew him
0: all the professionals: Gorka, Giovanni, Pepperoni, Salami, yeah, karaoke, karate. No, it was a wonderful honour for me. You know, were you surprised? with your progress did you expect I was surprised how bad I was that's really honest I thought I was a lot better than I actually was you know I thought I've been in musicals I can move a bit but it was so much more to it than that cut a shape you know so again you can cut a shape well, it yeah, go. I can. But, I mean, it was, you know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's your hands, it's your head, it's your feet, it's your bum, it's your posture, you know, and now relax and uh, dance, you know. And, of course, 11 million people watching it. It's live, and it, it, it really is extremely nerve-wracking because I'm out of my comfort zone. Right? Yeah. If I had to sing and make them laugh, tell us some stories, that would be fine. But being, knowing that the nation's watching... Yeah, no, I was more nervous than a dyslexic on Countdown. <laughs> no, yeah, that's right, Countdown. Yeah. Uh, but it, it was a great honour, and knowing how important it was, and my kids wanted me to do it, and they asked me for the last couple of years, and uh, I made a, a point of leaving a nice big gap, not doing anything else, and uh, I, it was full on. Because it's 24-7, because every time you're not dancing, you're thinking, oh my God, I should be looking at this, I should be learning this, because we're going to go live in in a... And of course, the turnaround is is a lot quicker than anyone imagines. The, it's you imagine it's going to be you've got a whole week, but you haven't. You've got about four days because you have to do. It takes two. You have to do your uh, little, you know, video that goes before your dance. Lots of press, and you know, you keep going. I just want to learn to dance, to dance. Mm. But I'm working with. She was Amy. It's not was, but she is Amy Dowden. But she was the the last year the british latin american world champion and i spent many hours with her and to have that opportunity to you know to dance with such a professional such a high level and of course the pros they've got to come down to your level yeah you know she i would video her doing like the jive so that I had something so she goes this is what you've got to do Brian. and I go you're bringing your legs really up high she said I want you on the video to see w- w- what you've got to do and uh, she said she said this is how you would dance it normally I said she said but when I dance with you I have to come down to your level so you don't look even worse than what you are <laughs> so I told isn't that incredible that yeah. these real professionals yeah. have to be rubbish because <laughs> we are you know yeah <laughs>
1: Did you struggle not to fart on stage when you were dancing? I probably did. I do. Isn't it funny? He looks so clever
0: there, and intelligent. Yeah, he writes these good questions. It's a fart question. well, uh, yeah, I didn't fart because I was so nervous. Yeah, God, don't fart. You no. never know what's coming out. Could be a but, shot. <laughs> uh, I know, the fear was running down my legs, but <laughs> it was... Uh, it was really nerve wracking yeah, it was much more nerve wracking than I thought yeah you know you try not think about it but you know it's the most popular show on yeah. national television and everyone's going to watch and then they're all it's going to be on on Twitter or on yeah. no, on YouTube yeah. immediately after doesn't go away you know and then I was really worried about the judges I thought oh god I'm not very good at taking criticism and I thought how am I going to react to this because a friend of mine was on it the year before was a performer and said she found it so hard being criticized Um, but to be honest I was so relieved that it was over that when I stood there I just wasn't bothered with what they said you know it was like oh I don't care now I've just got the dance out of the way I don't care what you say (laughs) and I'm exhausted you know so I was always out of breath so it didn't bother me there and I know Craig I know I've worked with Craig and I know it is an act He's a lovely guy. You meet him off stage, you're all right. I'm sorry I said that. Oh, God. You know, because one of them has to play that part and the others have their role to play, you know, but... so I'm really looking forward to watching it this year because I know what they're going for. Yeah. I know...
1: You'll enjoy it more from your sofa.
0: You know, that they pretty much all know they're going to do
1: it at this point in the year. Yeah. And they're all going, oh, my God. Yeah. So, um... Looking back over your career, what would you say your proudest achievement is?
0: Um, I immediately think of the Royals, because I, I, I when i done them, it, it, and I hope this doesn't sound nasty, but it really meant something then. It's a bit different now. It's a bit... Uh, watered down, but you know, in the sort of mid-90s, you know, just late uh, 90s, you know, to do it, it was such an honour, and to be asked to do it, not your management managing to get you in there, it was to be asked, and to do eight Jolson, you know, was an incredible uh, time for me, you know, and and just for me, I think my biggest... uh, the thing that i will look back on is that i've actually made a career of it. That i actually never have never had a proper job. i've been doing it now professionally since i was 12 so i went to stage school. and i've been doing it for 45 years this year and i've i've had a i'm doing something that i love, you know and isn't that amazing, you know to do something that you love. i'm so lucky, you know.
1: so what next? What's up, what's up next? Well, we've got the
0: tele-series, which is on at the moment. It's called Buy It Now. Did you know I was doing that, Josh? Yeah.
1: He, be- yeah, look, he yeah, I did it. I been bleeding. did it. Yeah, I did. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> on Channel
0: 4. Okay, all right. He'll yeah. <laughs> want to know if I fart yeah. uh, on the show? Uh, yes. So it is 5.30, Channel 4, yeah. and that's going well. And then just try and sit back and enjoy it, you know. I mean, I, I don't like it all planned out these days. I like to sort of, you know, I'm in a really fortunate position. You know, I've done it long enough, so I'm lucky. I ain't got a mortgage, so I can just, you know, enjoy the summer and see where it goes. I've got pantomime in Bristol. We've got Quorn, And so, you know, it's just, who knows? Yeah. You know, I'm really chuffed with the series and hopefully there'll be another one of them. And, uh, you know, let's not plan it out too much. Take it as it comes. And I love being live. I'm looking forward to tonight. You know, I love going out there and, you know, making them have a good time. You know, it's a wonderful buzz. It's a bit like when you're in your kitchen and you make six people laugh. Well, tonight we've got, I think it's just under 500, but for a Wednesday night in the Isle of Wight, that's brilliant. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Fantastic. That's it. My pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) A big thank you to our guest for being the subject of another Beyond the Title interview. If you like this, why not browse the website and see if there's anything else that takes your fancy. Don't forget to like our Facebook page to receive updates of forthcoming interviews and to see more information about me and what I do. Thanks again and hopefully see you next time for another Beyond the Title interview.